Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey No. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. Hi, we are Tuesday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis with you till 11 o'clock tonight. Have we got things to talk about? Kevin Smith is going to call in here tonight at 910. You know him from Mallrats. You know him from Clerks. You know him from Jay and Silent Bob. You're going to know him from New Jersey 101.5 starting uh, tonight at 910. We have a little conversation. He's going to be in Philadelphia this weekend at the Philadelphia Fan Expo. So he'll tell you more about that. It's like William Shatner is going to be there. But uh, we start things off tonight with the virus, because we haven't talked about the virus in a long time. You know, we've come a long way since the days of what the hell are we going to do now? Uh, there are people who have taken the first vaccine shot, the second vaccine shot, the booster shot, the other booster shot. And now the CDC is thinking about yet another booster shot. They're thinking about recommending a third COVID booster. Uh, the difference now is that uh, because we've come a long way, uh, we know that there are cures you could take. There are pills you could take. There are treatments you could take. Did I say cures? Don't say cures. I don't know. But I know there are treatments. And I want to know from you what you would rather do. At one eight, uh, I'm sorry, at 609-359-5322. We have a different number tonight. We're having phone issues. But uh, we still have a number that you can call and get through. 609-359-5322. Uh, mid-growing skepticism. This is from Eric Scott himself. Uh, from the scientific community over the need of repeated COVID-19 vaccine booster shots, the head of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is already talking about recommending a third booster shot in the fall. Dr. Michelle Walensky urged those 50 and those with underlying health conditions to get a second booster dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. She also suggested a fourth dose would be needed. How long are we going to be doing this? I mean, is this, is this the norm now? Is this the thing that we're just going to spend the rest of our life putting this stuff in our bodies that we really don't know what it does? And we hear so much about when there are treatments available, you know, for a disease that we know now um, probably won't kill you if it's treated and there are treatments available. 1-800-283-101.5. Is this something necessary or is this politicians clinging to hope, clinging to control in a power struggle? I don't get it. Uh, is it the easy way out? I'll just keep taking the boosters, taking the vaccines, whatever they want, no problem. Never have to worry about this again. I'll just keep go getting my booster shot. You know, uh, we want kids taking the virus. Soon there'll be there'll be a vaccine if you come out of the womb. They'll be waiting for you. The slap in the needle. Uh, this is where we're coming to. Where are you with it? 
1-800-283-101.5. Because I don't see where this is going to end. And you know what? Now, more and more people are agreeing. You know, in the beginning, if you dare suggest not taking the virus, you were uh, taking the vaccine. I'm sorry. You were a lunatic. You're out there. Conspiracy theory. Um, Mandating people take the vaccines. Now people everywhere are questioning, is this shot really necessary? Like Paul in Randolph on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Paul. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. So, uh, is this? I have a question. Is this like a subscription you can get, like like a magazine, like you can re up every year? No, I, 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 it's crazy. I know, I know. That's what it's going to be. You'll be able to like buy gift packs. <laughs> My question is this, though. Look at the, look at the, uh, and I had COVID. Let me let me be upfront. And okay. I, I was I was fatigued for ten days, and uh, yeah, I was that was it, and I lived. And that's great. So um, many people have. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? But they don't report that. Yeah. But but my but my question is this: all the other vaccines, you know, polio and typhoid, typhoid, all of those, right? One one and done. But aren't people like skeptical? Like you know, in this great modern age of of medicine. We have to have something four times, five times, six times. And going to keep giving it to you. Yeah, right. The first yeah. one, the first one's free. The second one's free. The fifth one's free. Sooner or later, the bill's going to become due. And, yeah, and that's a that's a box. Yeah, you're getting buried in a box. You know, this has become like the herpes of vaccines. It just keeps coming back and coming back. You need another one. You need another one over here. What is the point of this when there are treatments available? Right? When? Why would I need the vaccine if I know that should I get it, I can go get the, the, the monoclonal antibodies. I could go get hydroxychloroquine. I could go get whatever it is I can go get. Ivermectin. You know, these things are out there. Why are we wasting our time with another booster shot? Do you think the politicians are getting like, um, like placebos or, you know, just water or whatever because... <laughs> Because they're not thinking too straight? (laughs) Maybe because they're not thinking too straight and maybe it's affecting their brains because they're only getting the sugar water and not the actual vaccine. I don't know. I I, I just just sit here and you're like, you got to be kidding me, right? But you knew it was coming. You know, you knew it was coming. This administration, this government is all about control. And this is another way they can control. Plastic bags, same deal. Exactly. Put put the vaccine in a plastic bag and throw them out to sea. Let the fish let the fish get the vaccine. They'll be all protected from the COVID. Paul, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, new number, 609-359-5322. That's the number. Remember now, 609-359-5322. I got a Twitter poll up. Follow me, Real Steve Trev. Would you get a third booster shot? If the CDC recommends it. 609-359-5322. Now, I'm Steve Trevelisse. Now is the perfect time to cash in on this hot seller's market. To achieve top dollar for your home, you need Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. Lou had bought his home in Old Bridge a few years ago with Rob's team. So when he wanted to sell the home so he could move to another town in New Jersey, he knew exactly who to call. He had another great experience. Only 11 days on the market. There were 73 showings and multiple offers. The home sold for $442,500, which is $43,500 over the list price. What could you do with
with an extra $43,000? If you want an agent who creates demand and drives up the price, call Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. Rob has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. And start packing. Here's fast traffic. Oh, yeah. You can win up to $10,000 on New Jersey 101.5. Listen weekdays for the Jersey Cash Code Words. Enter them on our app every hour, 8 a.m. through 5 p.m. There are new chances to win up to $10,000. Thanks to our sponsor, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, Bet Parks. It's go time, baby. The $10,000 Jersey Cash Codes contest on New Jersey 101.5. The station that asks you, are you going to go over the third Booster, if the CDC recommends it, because that's what they're talking about now. 1-800-283-101.5. You got the first shot. You get the second shot. You get the booster. Now they're saying uh, you should get another booster. That's what they could be saying, actually. They're talking about saying it, and they're talking about saying you should get it in the fall. Where are you on it? Uh, 609, special number now, 609 359 Five three two two. We're having phone issues here in New Jersey. One hundred one point five six zero nine three five nine five three two two. Jennifer is in Highlands on New Jersey. One hundred one point five. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Um, so I'm going to first say never had COVID. I've been working since day one through this whole thing. Do not have the vaccination. Don't plan on getting it. And I really think it's all through the government and they want to keep us sick and to keep the politicians rich. I, you know what? They've all invested in this. You know, just like they're all going to be investing in uh, Hefty and Glad when the bag ban starts, and you should too. Uh, yeah, but but see, yeah, because you know those bags aren't going to be illegal. <laughs> but and then I had heard, I yeah, I heard heard like you know the whole with the whole vaccine and like the flu shot. It's you know because they they need to call it the booster because it's not a vaccine because it's not curing you from it. And I just think the whole thing is just a hot mess to the government. If the vaccine is supposed to protect you from the virus, then A, why can you still get it? And B, right. why do you still need to be protected from it? What is this thing doing? Really? What is this even doing? And, and, and on top of that, why would you take a vaccine for something that they sell a cure for or a treatment for? Uh -huh. You know, you, you want a vaccine against headaches? And just in case you get a headache, I'll sell you an aspirin? <laughs> What's the difference? Right. I hear you. Thank you. You got it, Jennifer. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Okay. Twitter poll, would you take yet another COVID vaccine booster shot if the CDC recommends it? We got 144 votes already. 74.3% say no. 25.7% say yes. Where are you? New York Times noted multiple studies in Eric Scott's uh, blog have shown the majority of those already vaccinated remain well protected from Severe illness, even if they have not received the booster dose, and even amid missed multiple variants of the virus that are more transmissible. So, if you got the vaccine, you shouldn't have to worry. Now, I'm not giving you medical advice. I don't know. But I know that I'm not doing this. I'm not worried about it. And I'm especially because of the fact that there are treatments. Right? If you if you get it, then you do, you know, you do this. Uh 
hydroxychloroquine, monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin. There are things out there. And there's even now, it's even gotten to the point where those commercials from the government, you know, uh, trying to target people in the commercials who are not taking the virus, I mean the vaccine, who don't believe in it. I keep saying Mexico, not if I know. Uh, but even in the commercials, they're saying, ask your doctor if you can take the pill. But you got to take the pill within five days. Remember when it first came out and they wouldn't let you have the pill until after five days? And they said, look, the pill doesn't work. 1-800-283-101. I'm sorry. I keep saying that, too. 609-359-5322 is the number. Special number to get in on New Jersey 101.5. 609-359-5322. Let yourself be heard. COVID is coming back. There'll always be variants. There'll always be, and each one, I guess, a little bit lighter than the last. The last variant, Omicron virus variant, um, exposed so many people, so many people got it, so many people built up antibodies, that maybe this was the virus that did itself in. But where are you on it? 1-800-283-101.5. The University of Washington immunologist Marion Pepper was concerned about the short-lived nature of the booster doses, and she tells the Times, if it's not going to create a long-term, better quality immune response, then you question the value a little bit, a little bit. And they always guard themselves a little bit, like maybe. No, no, no. I question the value. Uh, yes. You gave them the wrong number again. Oh, thank you. Can you're you gonna you, you you'll be coming in here a lot for telling me that. Can you tell it to them again? Why? Okay. Six zero nine three five nine five three two two. Jordan's gonna be my cuckoo clock tonight. <laughs> you did it again. You did it again. You did it again. <laughs> She would give me a prong. She'll be in there at a button, and I'll get a shock in here. <laughs> John is in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, good evening, Steve. How the hell are you? I'm good, and you? I'm hanging in there, man. Just hanging out by myself, live by myself, and all that. I have a question, man. What's that? Has anybody, has anybody addressed how fast Governor Murphy was pushing all this with the pharmaceuticals and that guy Fauci, and now he's got it when he took another shot. <laughs> there was a character named Frank Fontaine that you sound so much alike. <laughs> Crazy Guggenheim. Remember Jackie Gleason? Crazy Guggenheim. <laughs> uh, that's a very good question, John. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Hey, yeah. Uh, go look up Crazy Guggenheim. Google. Great Google Guggenheim. All right, 1-800-283. I'm sorry. I'm doing it again. See, John's going to hit the button. I'm going to get shocked. 609 359 Five three two two. They mess with the one thing I can remember. You see this? They mess with the one thing I can remember. So, would you take yet another COVID vaccine booster if the CDC recommends it? I'm surprised they. I, I guess they do just to cover themselves. Hey, we're doing all we can. A fourth vaccine. They're you know they're talking about a, a third vaccine or even a fourth vaccine. What's the point of this? If you keep having to take more, it makes no sense. 609-359-5322, especially when there are treatments out there. All right, do you remember Crazy Guggenheim? 
No. All right. No, I'm going I too don't. far back now. Well, maybe for me, Frank Fontaine played yeah. him. It was way back. You see it like an antenna TV, like the old Jackie Gleason shows. Okay. And uh, Gleason played a character called Joe the bartender, and Frank Fontaine as Crazy Guggenheim was the guy, like the drunk who would come in and talk to the bartender. Oh, okay. And he was like, yeah, I'm really like this, Joe. I don't know why you're doing it. Was, and and the, it was hysterical. The jokes were hysterical. See, the frame of reference for me, I would get, if you if you referred to Otis from Andy Griffith's show, then that I would get. Right, around that time. <laughs> you, got, you got Jay and Silent Bob? Oh, yeah. Kevin yeah. Smith coming up in 19. I heard that. that. That's amazing. I love Kevin Smith. That gets your popcorn ready. 7.30. Now, the latest New Jersey... Which buy a roof, Max. A safe, easy, proven, and affordable alternative to expensive asphalt roof replacement. Roof Max adds up to 15 years of added life to your asphalt roof. Go to GetRoofMax.com today for your free estimate. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5. Give it a number. Give it a call. Let's see if the number works. Because uh, I tried it. It works for me. Does it work for you? Would you take yet another COVID vaccine booster shot if the CDC recommends it? Because they're actually thinking of doing that. And it's like, let go already. Let go of the vice grip that you try to have on our health. 200 votes on the uh, Twitter poll at Real Steve Trev. 200 votes, 72% are not taking this thing. 28% are. Where do you come in? If the I mean, this is just simple common sense. First off, Joyce is in Belleville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joyce. Hi, how are you doing? Good, you? I'm fine, thank you. What are you thinking? What am I thinking? I think it's a time that we have to just get back to the way it used to be. I'm 77 years old. I got two shots. I got the third one. There's no freaking way in one year that I'm going to get four shots. It makes no sense, especially when there are treatments. But you have to ask yourself, what are the, you know, what good are these shots if you have to keep getting more shots? Exactly. Exactly. And I look at it this way. I made it through ovarian cancer and a bunch of other things. God bless you. I'm not going to end my life doing this, so I'm not doing it. All right, Joyce, I'm putting you down for no. And thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5 and continued good health. Where are you? I mean, are we smart enough to wise up to this and see what's going on here? You know, I mean, why would they want us to take another booster shot of something that wears off? How on earth is this helping anybody? It doesn't make sense to me. If you're going to give me a vaccine, then that means you're going to take this shot. You don't have to worry about it anymore. That's what vaccines do, right? No, not this vaccine. This vaccine, you got to get the first shot, then you got to get the second shot. I wouldn't take the Pfizer vaccine if they put Viagra in it. I mean, are you kidding me? All right, then we have people getting, uh, you know, uh, getting sick in the beginning. Well, it wasn't us. Okay. They fixed that. The one shot, the two shots. Take a booster. Take another booster. Why are we all trying to hook on this wall on vaccines when there are treatments available? That's the big thing. You really want to just deal with this and move on. Make the treatments available over the counter. They're not expensive. And be done with it. 
but they can't let go of the vice grip that they want to have on you. Susan's in Basking Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Susan. Hi, Steve. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, first, I want to tell you that I'm 66 years old. Uh-huh. I am very conservative politically. Right. Um, and I'm not reckless, but I got my second booster shot on Friday, last Friday afternoon. Right. Because I was in my local pharmacy, which is not a chain, not that that matters, and they had them, and I decided to get the booster. And I guess my own rationale for it is that it, it's available. There must be some, some um, logical reasoning, some medical, scientific reasoning why they have it. And I, I have had, I have got COVID, um, the Omicron, after I'd had my uh, my two vaccines and my booster. It was, I had a very mild, um, felt like a mild cold, and I just figured it can, I, I feel for me. Um, I want to be as protected as I can be protected. But how protected were you if you just said you You got two shots and a booster and you still got it and you want to be as protected as you can? And I respect that. But, Susan, I don't understand. How are you protected? Well, because they said that if you got the Omicron by um, the variant, if you had had the it would be a much milder case of it. Um, if you had been, um, you know, vaccinated and boosted. And I had a mild case. It was like having a cold. And I'd rather have that than be very, very, very sick. But you don't know that you would have been. And that's the card they play. I don't know. Yeah, and that's the card they play, you know. And I I get it. But if you see, the thing is this. What's important here is if you feel comfortable. You know, it's your comfort. So if you feel comfortable taking it, take it. Well, I do, and I don't wear a mask. I hate wearing masks, so I'm right. not going to do that. Um, I don't, you know, I go out as, you know, as as I need to. I'm not staying in my house. I'm not doing. No, go live your life away from. And and so and for me, and I've said this all along, it has it has to be everybody's personal choice with what they feel comfortable with. And I'm not going to criticize anybody if they make a different choice than I do, because we all take, make personal choices in our lives. Um, yeah. And and so for me, it was the right choice. Someone else is not. So um, that's I, what matters. You know, that's right. what matters. Right. Susan, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's not. I'm not criticizing people. I'm criticizing the policy. I'm criticizing the government. I'm criticizing the people, the, I guess, the pharmaceuticals who come out with this. Because this is all about money. As long as they keep you coming to vaccines, they're making money. Somebody's paying for these, right? And so as long as you keep them coming back, you think the vaccine is going to go out of business one day? No, it's here to stay. But of all the vaccines you've ever taken... Have you ever seen one that you got to keep taking and taking and taking and taking four times in a year? You call this a vaccine? 1-800-283-101.5. I'd actually ask myself, is it the right number? You know, in New Jersey, more than 6.8 million individuals have completed their primary vaccination course. Fewer than half that number have received the booster dose. It's estimated that fewer would return for a fourth dose. Where are you? Tom is in Sayreville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Tom. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
Good, good. Just calling in on this topic. So, um, so I'm vaccinated. My wife wasn't vaccinated. Our whole household got the Omicron, and frankly, our symptoms were about the same. So, uh, what does that tell you? Uh, exactly. And uh, and I hear all this push about getting kids vaccinated. No way I'm having my kids vaccinated. And uh, frankly, all this talk to talk about boosters and everything else. I have no interest in getting a, a, a booster or anything like that because I just. Uh, I feel that I have Omicron, and and uh, I, I think uh, that should be valued at, you know, as far as, um, you know, as far as herd immunity, right? I mean, but the one in the night, the I think you know the good thing about the Omicron was that it got everybody, and it gave everybody herd immunity. So, but yeah. yet that's not enough. They'll tell you it's not enough. Now you still have to get vaccinated. Why? What is the deal with these vaccinations? That they want you to continue to get vaccinated? To me, it doesn't make any sense. Tom, thanks for the call. 1-800-283-101.5. Where are you? Would you take yet another COVID vaccine booster shot if the CDC recommends it? All right. Finally, finally, the weather's warmer and bonus. We can actually go outside and get moving. More places to go, more things to do, more little lakes and pains you discover because, well, you haven't been moving. You need to call Trinity Rehab. What are you waiting for? Trinity Rehab can help, and now's the time. Give them a call at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. They have the EPAP machine, which most places don't have. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, gets rid of pain fast. Most Patients are better in three five-minute sessions. No prescriptions needed to get started. Call them at 800-518-0977 or trinity-rehab.com. They are here for you. Isn't it time to start feeling better and have no pain? Call Trinity Rehab with locations in Newtown, Doylestown, and Newtown Square. You know they have locations all around New Jersey like Somerset, Short Hills, Wayne, Wall, and Wyckoff. Check out the newest location in Hackensack and Cherry Hill. On your radio, online. They're brought to you by David Bradley Chocolate Factory, Crack me up. Egg smash boxes are now at David Bradley Chocolate Factory. Another edible Easter treat filled with yummy chocolate surprises. Order online at dbchocolate.com or visit David Bradley in Robbinsville, your Easter candy headquarters. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Maybe if they put the vaccine inside chocolate, I'd take it. But not, not in the arm. Not in the arm. Not in a needle. Not a fourth booster shot. Would you take it? 1-800-283-101.5. AJ's in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, AJ. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you, AJ? I'm good. Okay. I am a pediatric nurse in an outpatient facility. Right. Um, I've been fully vaccinated. I've gotten boosted. Um, if they tell me I need another booster, I'm getting another booster without a doubt. I believe in the science of it. Um you know, strains are always changing, just like it is with the flu vaccine. Right. We only get the flu vaccine every year, but that doesn't mean it lasts for one full year. Is it a vaccine or is it a shot? I mean, what are we, why are we calling this a vaccine if it's not protecting you against anything? Say that one more time, I'm sorry? Why are we calling this a vaccine if it's not protecting you against COVID? If you can still get it with COVID, why are we calling it a vaccine? Just like the flu, we call it a flu shot. We don't say flu vaccine. When you get childhood vaccines as well, nothing is 100%. Well, I haven't gotten my my, uh, my smallpox vaccine in a long time or my measles vaccine in a long time. Right. But I got to get a COVID vaccine every couple of months, it seems. 
because you retain immunity to certain to certain diseases like hepatitis. You get the series of three when you're a baby, and they're finding out that when you get retested to see if you are still immune to it, you're not. A lot of times you do have to get reboosted for hepatitis, your MMR, because sometimes immunity wanes after a period of time. Well, and you wouldn't know that unless you get tested, your titers tested. All right, so you're saying that everyone should go get retested for everything they've ever been vaccinated for? No, absolutely not. Okay. No. So getting back, getting back to this, why would little children who have fantastic immune systems need to get a vaccine? Because children also get very ill. I've seen it. People die. Kids die, have died from this. How many? You know, I see what happens inside the hospital. Most people don't. Right. Is, there, is there a growing number of dying children? Or how many are we talking about that we're going to get one everybody? Child, one child dying from it is just too many. Okay. Now, that's, that's, the, that's the right answer. I get that. But in, in the grand scheme, right. how many people are we seeing? When there are, and also, there are treatments available. What are the treatments? You know, why are we not just going to the treatments? Right. I mean, there are treatments available. Thank God there are treatments available. Well, thank God, because you couldn't thank the doctors, because the government, because they wouldn't let us have it for up to a year, even though they existed. Mm -hmm. We had to thank God, because we couldn't thank our government. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. it? Mm -hmm. I'll, just, I'll just keep protecting myself as much as I can. No, 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 I get that. I get that. Like I'm saying, my, my point is this. How many times are you going to come to us with another shot, another shot, another shot? I and know. when there are treatments available? Because you don't want to get to the point of having to need the treatment. It's all about... But, we, but we're going to get to that point anyway because people are still getting sick with the vaccine. But if more people got the vaccine like they were supposed to, we would not be in this situation that we are. I don't buy that. 70% of the state is, is vaccinated, and you're still telling me it's not enough. Come on. I, I, all right. I, but, but you know what? By the same token, I don't want to rain in your parade. If you feel that the vaccine you know, makes you comfortable, works for you, we have it, that there are you know, booster shot and booster shot and booster shot. You know, I'm not even talking about the actual vaccine. But when you get to like oh, time for the fourth booster, the fifth booster, the sixth booster, the seventy-eighth booster, what the hell are we doing? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Would you take yet another COVID vaccine booster shot if the CDC recommends it? Now, uh, two hundred and fifty-two votes in less than an hour. Seventy-three point four percent would not take it. 26.6% would take it. And what that shows us is that people are getting disgusted with this. Kevin, I thought they already did recommend another one for 50 and over. Uh, Jody, if we need two boosters a year to stop a less than 1% uh, change in the serious side effects and death, I'll take my chances with my immune system. Eat and sleep better, exercise more, drink more water. That's a better prescription for good, long-lasting health. Uh, lifetime Boomer, hashtag no. Uh... Got to take one in order to get another. Never took the first shot. Okay, I got it. And uh, then we got Notorious M.I.G. I wouldn't take the uh, CDC's recommendation on a good restaurant knowing they have lied to the world and poisoned so my, so my, so my people that were too dumb to realize they are enough of this, signing up for the medical testing. All right, your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. All Jersey.
yeah, yeah. Got lots to discuss. And 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Till 11 o'clock tonight, Kevin Smith is calling in in about an hour at 9.10. We'll be talking all kinds of good stuff. Uh, check out NJ1015.com and get the story of the, the things we did in New Jersey. The flying diving horse. Actually, it was the diving horse. And uh, we got the story of the diving horse at NJ1015.com coming up shortly. Bobby Rydell passed away today. And we're going to be talking more about that coming up. Bobby Rydell, who, of course, sang Wildwood Days. Uh, I got the chance to talk to him. He wrote a book a few years ago. And I'm going to play a little bit of that interview later on. He died of complications from pneumonia this afternoon at the age of 79. What an incredibly nice guy. I found out as I was coming on, as I was just about to start the show uh it popped up and uh we'll talk more about it later but right now what we're talking about is the uh booster shot again with the booster shot yet another booster shot cdc is recommending uh would you take a third booster shot uh yet another covid vaccine booster shot and I got a Twitter poll up and 283 votes so far in about an hour. 74.9% would not do it. 25.1% would do it. And my thinking here is why are you getting uh, a booster shot for a vaccine that really isn't protecting you if you keep getting COVID from it and the booster shots? And there are treatments available. But that's me. Where are you? Rose is in Manville under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Rose. Hi, Deke. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for calling. Not bad. Not bad for the uh, chilly night. I know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I myself haven't actually been vaccinated, but my family members have. Right. And Why not you? Um, my immune system seems to be working well. Okay. I've gone through this entire thing um, without getting sick, knock on wood. Right. Um, the um, there just isn't enough evidence, I guess you could say that um, there won't be long term side effects. And um, we don't know. I mean, that's another thing. We I have, didn't even bring that up. We don't know what's going to happen because it hasn't happened. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, now there, it's. When has there ever been, you know, any other sickness, illness, virus where, you know, they've pushed all of these boosters and, uh, you know, it's just to me, there's just not enough information out there um, or not enough information that's actually published right. for people to actually, you know, be able to make an informed decision, um, you know, and I have family members that, you know, are, are looking at getting, you know, the, the third or fourth shot. And I'm trying to, you know, at, I'm not trying to persuade anybody, you know, to do anything that they don't want to do or, or not do something. Um, but there's, again, it's, there's just not enough information out there, not enough, um, you know, not enough trials, not enough, you know, information actually being made available. And um, I don't know, I just, you know, for me, I just, I, I don't think I'll ever get any kind of a, a COVID shock. 
So. Well, you know, this is the whole thing. You know, you have to do what you're comfortable with. And if you're not comfortable with it, you know, don't do it. But when there are treatments out there, and they keep telling you, you got to come back for more. You got to come back for more. You got to come back for more. I don't know what this vaccine is protecting. And again, I, I don't doubt. I don't doubt that it is. I guess doing its job. But if you've, you know, why, why take the drug if the cure is available? Should you ever get it? Exactly. Exactly. And and the vaccines and the vaccine, the you know, initial vaccine, or which is basically all that's all that's out there at this point was specifically formulated for the initial strain of the virus, which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's another great point. It's like getting a flu shot for the strain of the flu that was out three years ago, which, you know, isn't isn't the same virus. Maybe they ought to keep just saying you got to get another, you got to get a yearly vaccine, you know, or a yearly shot like the flu shot and just treat it that way instead of saying, you know, this is what you're going to do. But just like with the flu shot, if you get the flu, there are things you can buy over the counter that will help you treat the flu. So, you know, there are people who don't want to get the flu shot. There are people who get the flu shot, call me and say, I got the flu shot, and I got the flu immediately after getting the flu shot. So as long as there are vaccines, I mean, as long as there are treatments available, the difference between now and then was that back then they didn't make the treatments available or they made them very hard to get. Now they're there. They finally admitted that there were treatments and they could treat you. Rose, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Would you take yet another COVID vaccine booster shot if the CDC recommends it? The CDC is strongly considering recommending a third COVID booster. But now, but now unlike in the past, there are people who are saying, why are we doing this? You know, uh, Scientists, researchers, the medical community almost universally supported the efforts to get everyone vaccinated when the vaccines first became available. Now there's been growing resistance to what some see as potentially endless series of booster doses against a virus that does not cause severe illness to most people. This is from Eric Scott's uh, post at nj1015.com. When the FDA approved the second booster dose last month, they did so at the behest of the vaccine manufacturers and without much scientific evidence to back up the need for another booster. What the hell are we doing here? Some noted medical researchers say there's even less evidence to suggest yet another boost that is needed for otherwise healthy adults and children. They can't get your kids vaccinated enough. You notice that, right? But there are treatments out there. So 1-800-283-101.5. You know, we've been talking about this less and less. I think that's a good thing. But then again, every now and then, the CDC will pop up and give us another reason to talk about it again. Would you take another COVID vaccine booster shot if the CDC recommends it? 1-800-283-101.5. More and more people are resisting now than ever before. And it's not about, well, you got a conspiracy theory going on, or you're anti-government, or you're this, or you're that. No, no. These are just uh, people in the know. Experts, if you will. I got a Twitter poll coming up. I'll give you the results after New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. New Jersey weather brought to you by All Decked Out. Call All Decked Out for your decks and rails, outdoor entertainment, vignettes, residential and commercial landscaping, New Jersey, family-owned. 
Visit AllDeckedOutInkNJ.com or call 908-369-0104. That's 908-369-0104. Steve Trebleese. All right. We haven't talked vaccines in a long time, right? All right. We had the vaccine. Take the second shot. Take the booster shot. Now they come out with another booster shot. CD says maybe even another booster shot after that. How much are we going to take it? Or are we going to be more like Twisted Sister? We're not going to take it. And how often do I quote Twister Sister? Would you take get another COVID vaccine booster shot if the CDC recommends it? Now, I put up a Twitter poll, and uh, this has been going pretty good. It's 300 votes already. And uh, when they do these polls, these Monmouth University polls, it takes them like four days to get 1,000 people. We got 300 people in an hour. And uh, so far, out of the... 300 votes, 299 votes, 75.9% would not take it, 24.1% would take it. Now, I'm not telling you, I'm not giving you medical advice. You decide what you want to do. If you want to feel better uh, by taking the, you know, the booster shot, if you think it's, you're going you're gonna to be all right, it's not going to harm you in any way, and it's your insurance policy against ever getting uh, COVID, do it. Although it's not. Although chances are, you know, there'll be a new variant that you will get. Check in with anyone who took the vaccine and got Omicron. Omicron. Uh, so who knows? And if you do get it, despite the fact that you got the vaccines and the booster shots, there will be treatments. They didn't make those treatments available when it first came out, even though they were available. They just didn't let you have them. But... Now, enough people wised up and said, hey, that suddenly the treatments have become available. Marty's in Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Marty. Hey, what's going on? So there's nothing in the world that's going to make me take that vaccine. I've already had COVID. I actually had the monoclonal antibodies. Uh And that's better than any vaccine that's ever been put out. Yeah, I would think so, right? But yet they tell you, and then it was a while when they were going for the monoclonal antibodies that they weren't allowing people to get at those. Yeah, but who's they? Are you going to believe the CDC anymore? I don't know who to believe. You know what? I know who not to believe. Between the CDC and the government just goes in lockstep with the CDC. And when they didn't know, when they didn't know or they thought we didn't know what they were doing, it was one thing. But now there's so much information, there's so much time has gone by, and we've seen these vaccines really uh, do much less than we thought they were going to do. And, Steve, on top of that, I'll be honest with you, like, I'm not anti-vaccination. No. I know, I know people literally in my development that had, like, the 20-year-old son take the vaccination, and he had to get a, um, a heart transplant, and he's wow. on life support right now. Oh, my God. So 21-year-old kid. But yet they'll tell you that the kids got to get the vac- The kids have to get the vaccine. You know, we don't know what's in these vaccines. They tell us that you know they're har- they're harmless, and yet we find out that there are people that have gotten sick from them. And that's another angle I even played up. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five is the number. But it's something that you know it's a personal decision. But how worried are you if you don't take it? I mean, for me, no. No, 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 no. I got the first shot. I got the second shot. That's it. I'm worried about getting boosted. Uh, it's not happening because I don't know. As for my children, you know, my one son got it. My other son didn't. I let it be their decisions. They're 15 years old, and I did that because 
I, you know, if anything, God forbid, anything should happen from these vaccines. If they get COVID, I guess, we have treatments. They haven't. It was fine. Thank God. Adrian in Westfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Adrian. Hi. You know what really amazes me about this is that any type of, if you speak of any type of treatment that doesn't benefit the big pharma, that mm-hmm. doesn't give them another trillion, it, it has to be a conspiracy theory. Anything that is natural, anything that doesn't give them money is a conspiracy theory. And these jokers that talk about the science, well, you know, when you extract uh, the mercury fillings, silver fillings as they call them, but they're mainly, they're mostly mercury, they have to be, uh, they have to be gotten rid of, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word for it, in a certain way. So they are, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but the only place basically for a mercury filling is in your mouth. Mm-hmm. The other place is not, not fitted at all. So you didn't get the vaccine, I think. Obviously not. Yeah, no. I see that. And you're not getting any other vaccines. But now they got the treatments. So once you have the treatment, that to me, I don't need the vaccine. You know, I, I don't see what the point is. And they didn't give us the treatments in the first place. But now that they're out there, they're even advertising, you know, consider taking the pill. Birth control? No, vaccine. Oh, okay. And uh, now they've come up with that. So I don't think at that point, you know, for me, I'm not going to worry about a vaccine. But again, Adrian, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I'm not here to give you medical advice. I'm here to ask your opinion. Now, uh, Lauren McCoy uh, tweets me, it's a minor inconvenience. You know, my uncle died from not getting a COVID shot and thinking all these conservative talking points that people say online at the Trump rallies, et cetera. Of course, that's to be Trump's fault. Uh, my sister is on the brink of death, too. And for me, I get my shot because it's a simple fix. By the way, Trump got the vaccine. Uh, she also says, I don't see why people don't want to get a shot and then not have to wear a mask because you've got enough shots. Well, that doesn't work because I've gone to uh, theaters where everyone had to show proof of vaccination at the door and still wear a mask, while the actors on stage did not. So how, what kind of BS are, are we selling here? Uh, at little to no cost directly to you, it seems like such a simple thing that you can do and then tell everyone, I'm not wearing a mask, I've had the fourth vax. Until something happens as a result of the fourth vax. Now, I don't know, you know, but there are websites that you can go and find out. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. So where we are now is that the CDC may recommend you getting another booster shot. And you have to ask yourself, how many booster shots am I getting? Or is this, you know, you talk about how the, the, the virus keeps morphing, you know, these different variants and stuff. Well, maybe the vaccines morph too. And what started off as something that you uh, absolutely had to have to save yourself from COVID turns out to be something that you absolutely, I guess, should get to kind of protect yourself from COVID just in case uh, you do get it. There are treatments available, but you won't die because you got the vaccine. That's this version of the vaccine. Let's see what the next version of the vaccine is when they come up with the fourth booster shot, the sixth booster shot, the eighth booster shot. Maybe it'll just be every month you show up and get a shot. They'll give it to the kids in school. But somewhere along the line, someone's going to start paying for this. And you know that day's coming. And you know who's going to end up paying. 
1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. It's 830. Now the latest New Jersey news from in. New Jersey weather also brought to you by Casino Pier. Easter weekend is just around the corner. That means it's almost time for the Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach annual Easter sale. Prices will never be lower for rides, go-karts, games, and water park passes that never expire. Check out the details at CasinoPierNJ.com. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, so I'm trying to get a name here, <laughs> and the guy's doing everything possible but saying the name, because that's the way TV newscasters are. I don't watch The Real Housewives in New Jersey, do you? Is it Jennifer Aiden, A-Y-D-I-N? Uh, Jordan don't watch it either, right? We're trying to get, uh, we're trying to get the guy, uh, a Real Housewives in New Jersey store, just say the name! And they didn't. So I'm going to say Jennifer Aiden said on her Instagram that her husband's stolen Ferrari, California, had been located in a hotel parking lot in Irvington. Uh, thanks to all the friends and fans that used all their outlets to bring the heat onto these perpetrators, uh, she wrote on her Instagram, which have not been found yet. And the Lakewood Scoop reports a teen stole a purse from a woman inside the Lake Terrace Banquet Hall on Monday night, then stole an SUV from the parking lot, crashed it before being arrested by police and um this morning i'm doing I'm, I'm i'm riding my bike i'm working out listening to dennis and judy and uh declan o'scanlon the senator calls in talking about people stealing cars because they leave the uh the key fobs in the car and people are able to get at them so until uh, kevin smith calls in in about a half an hour i'm just wondering have you ever had your car stolen in new jersey what happened and did you ever get it back? And did the insurance company make good when you lost it? I've had my car stolen a couple of times, and it, it still pains me to this day. You feel violated when you have your car stolen. First of all, you can't believe you've had your car stolen when you're walking up and down the parking lot to see if you've had your car stolen. Right? You're thinking, I must have put it in another lot. There must be another lot on the other side of the building. How could I screw this up? I had my car stolen in a West Deptford restaurant parking lot uh, many, many years ago, back in 1994. And it was a, a Nissan white pickup truck. And again, I go out there. First of all, I say to myself, who would want to steal? Like, I don't drive new cars. I use my money for other stuff. Cars to me are like, I just run them till they die. So like, if anybody wants to steal my car, by the way, just, I'll leave it open for you. I don't bother locking the car. My cars are so old. I leave like cookies on the front seat, you know, milk, please take the friggin' car. I at least get insurance, get another car. But this time I had a, a white Nissan uh, pickup truck and that got stolen, never recovered. At another uh, Opel GT, if anybody remembers, the Buick Opel GT it was called the Mini Vet. And this was a classic car. Uh, they had made it, I think this was in 1971. They only made them from 71 to 73. And they were the coolest cars. Uh, they looked like little mini, they called it the Mini Vet. Had like uh, the hideaway headlights that you worked with a hand shifter in the car. Uh, those things were fast. And I was getting one totally redone. And I had, uh, had a guy working on the mechanics, the engine. Had another guy painting it. 
So the car was primed to be painted, and it was going to be finished. And I loaned it to a friend of mine who lived in Prospect Park, Brooklyn. He was going for a job interview, and he needed the car for the interview, and he begged. And I said, I said, a feeling. If you get a feeling, don't do this. And I'm like, oh, and he's crying, please, and he, don't do this. And he comes to Riverdale, New Jersey to pick up the car. And he gets in, and it's a Sunday night, and I am watching the car drive away. And he swore I would get the car back on Wednesday. Thursday night, there's no car. Pouring rain. Friday, I go up there. The car was stolen. Now we're driving up and down the streets like that's going to make a difference, right? Uh, never got the car back. But as it turns out, the car, because of uh, it's because of how old it was and it was classic and all that, was worth uh, was worth a good penny. And uh, I got reimbursed from the insurance company. And I went to the guy. And I said, you lost my car. You owe me money. And he's like, why should I owe you money? The insurance company's going to pay for it. And then I'm thinking, son of a bitch. The guy borrows my car, gets it stolen. He's completely off the hook. And he's like, oh, la-di-da. And meanwhile, I'm at a car. Like, where's the remorse? Simone is in Delran on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Simone. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? Well, I had my car stolen out of my driveway. Oh, no. What happened? I had just uh, went to turn the car on to heat it up to go pick my daughter up at a bus stop. Right. And I went inside to get my pocketbook. Right. And while I'm coming out, I see the car moving. Oh, no. Down, down me for a minute, I thought I put the car in reverse by accident. <laughs> then I realized they were stealing my car. Okay. Did you see the guy? Did you get a look at him? I... I only saw the side of his face, but I called 911 immediately. Right. And I got into, my, like, my law and order mode. I was like, and he's going to the post office street, I think. Look at you. If he comes, yeah. And I told <laughs> okay. him, I said, if you drive down this way, you're probably going to catch him. Uh -huh. So what happened, it was like 3 o'clock. So, you know, the police normally does uh, drive-by for the school kids. Uh -huh. And the police was coming at the same time and saw them driving my minivan. Oh, man, how about that? And they it was like two blocks away from my home. They abandoned it when they saw the police. Uh-huh. And that's how I got the car back half an hour later. Oh, well, look at you. Crack Detective Simone. Really? That that's is excellent. Because, that's because I, I saw it and I gave them directions that I thought maybe they would take. Uh-huh. So when you saw... So and, and then the police, the police said that... They said that uh, at the time... A lot of people were getting cars stolen out of their driveways and eating the car up just like I did. You know why people do that? A lot of people, they leave the key fob in the car, the automatic keys. They leave the keys in the car figuring that, you know, in case they have to move it or whatever. Don't do that. You know, you got to take the key out of the car. My father would do that. He would drive with the keys in the car. But, exactly. You know, but they, I guess they saw when I turned my car on and went into the house. Uh -huh. And it was like opportunity, you know. Uh, you know what? You got to get a job with the police. You got you got to make you like a deputy or something. <laughs> yeah, the oh, the police is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you give us such good direction. <laughs> that is fantastic. What kind of car was it? Is it? It was a Honda Odyssey. <laughs> a Honda Odyssey. That is excellent. Yep. You don't want to lose those. Yeah. Well, that's what they said. They said, who steals a Honda Odyssey? 
Yeah, exactly. You don't want to lose the Honda Odyssey. Simone, thank you for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever had your car stolen in New Jersey? Tell me your story. What happened? We are the Garden States. We need to focus on making money. When it comes to payroll, let the experts at BMA handle it. BMA is your one-stop shop for payroll with a personalized approach. No power of attorney agreements, no contracts, no middleman, just a flat monthly fee. They work with your accountant, integrate with your 401k, workman's comp, HR providers to protect against payroll tax fraud. Mention New Jersey 101.5, waive the $250 setup fee. You've got enough to deal with in business. Let BMA handle the payroll. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelisse. About 9-10, Kevin Smith's going to be calling in. You know him from Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, Jay and Silent Bob going to be rebooted again Saturday night at the Philadelphia Fan Expo this weekend at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Everybody's going to be there. William Shatner's going to be there. Cole Weather's going to be there. It's going to be fantastic. And Kevin's going to be calling me in about 15 minutes. In the meantime, uh, car thefts in New Jersey are up. And, I don't know, considering some of the cars that we have today, I'm surprised. Uh, but uh, Jennifer Aiden, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey, her husband's car was stolen. A Ferrari, California, had been uh, located in a hotel parking lot in Irvington. So she got hers back. Uh, Lakewood Scoop reports a teenager stole a purse from a woman inside the uh, Lake Terrace Banquet Hall and then stole an SUV from the parking lot, crashed it before being arrested. And car thefts are up for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like the, the older cars were much better to steal because they had more style to them. They had more pizzazz to them. You're going to steal, steal a Mustang, steal a Camaro, steal a Cutlass 442. They don't even make that anymore. Now what are you going to steal? But uh, they're easier to steal because people leave the, you know, the automatic key fobs in the cars for whatever reason. But have you ever had your car stolen? And how did it work out? Like, what kind of car was it? Was it a car worth stealing? You know, if you're going to get caught stealing a car, go steal something really cool. I'm not telling you you should steal cars, but I'm just saying. But what happened when your car was stolen? I gave you two instances with mine. You know, one I got in reimbursed from the insurance company. The other one, you know, you have to think to yourself, is it worth putting the collision or the comprehensive, not the collision, the comprehensive on the car? Uh, if it's an old car, no. If it's a new car, you would want to do it. And did you ever get the car back? Chances are you're not going to get the car back. Very rarely, I would imagine. Or if you do get it back, would you want it? Because that's the other thing, you know, have you ever had, you know, a situation where you got your car stolen and then it comes back, but you know, it's just not the same car. You know, I had a Toyota pickup truck. I loved it, an extended cab and it got hit. And it was one of those deals where I had no choice like it. I was going through a street, a tra traffic light in Philadelphia and uh, the guy ran the light on the other side and just got me. I didn't even realize it. I just like, I got knocked back and you, I kind of woke up stunned. I thought I fell asleep at the wheel as I'm stunned walking around uh, in front of 
shadow traffic where I, which I was running at the time. And uh, Dan Alexander, our own Dan Alexander, who was working as a traffic producer at the time, I'm on the phone with him telling him I just got hit. He's like, where are you? I'll find you on the traffic camera. I said, Dan, just look out the window. Oh, there you are. Uh, but the guys, I get these guys standing over me. They don't speak English. And they're telling me that if they don't take the car right now, the cops are going to come. It's going to get impounded. So all I got to do is sign a paper, and they'll just take the car. And don't worry about a thing. We got this covered. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And um, long story short, long, winding road of story short. Uh, and lots of money. By the time I got the car back, it wasn't even worth having. You know, they just ruined it. But it was kind of like, you know what? I wish they would have stolen it. And it was sad because I loved the truck. But you just knew from the work they did it was so bad it wasn't the same. We could get into that. It would be a completely different topic at another time. But the toughest, you know, the, the, the most aggravating thing about getting your car stolen, first of all, is believing that your car was stolen. As you're walking around the parking lot, are you sure? Did I leave it here? Is there another parking lot I don't know about? I've done that. Like when you go to the rest stops um, down on the parkway, down way south Jersey by the shore, and I didn't realize they have two parking lots, one on each side. So I go out the wrong one thinking my car's stolen only to find out it's on the other side. All right, coming up. Uh, like I said, Actor, director, writer, Jersey guy, Kevin Smith. New Jersey 101.3. That's all right. I'm going to get you through the night is 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trebleese hanging out with you till 11 o'clock tonight talking all things Jersey. Why? Because that's what we do. And uh, go to nj1015.com, check out me blog. you see the stock you need to buy if you're going to continue to live in New Jersey, what stresses us out most in New Jersey. It's all there for you. Uh, coming up on tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, we got Trevia at 10, and then we've got Jersey's opening lines. Thursday night at 10, we give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 when the music comes out to play. And if you get it right, we give you valuable prizes. Uh, tomorrow night, comedians Johnny Gemini Lombardi is going to be here. But right now, you know him from Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back, Clerk 2, Jay and Silent Bob, Reboot, and he'll be rebooting Jay and Silent Bob this Saturday night at the Philadelphia Fan Expo at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Kevin Smith joins us. Kevin, I'm so happy. What an honor to talk to you. How are you, pal? You are too sweet. What a heck of an intro, man. Like, uh, you made me feel good about myself. I wish I recorded that. I'd play it back to my mother. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I could go on for hours, man. You're the best. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good, man. I'm in uh, New York. Uh, normally, uh, we're out in Los Angeles, but uh, my wife's birthday is this week, so we came to the city to see uh, some shows. We're going to go see Funny Girl, and we we're going to go see uh, the, the Plaza Suite with Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick, and then we just read that Matthew Broderick got COVID, so I'm like, oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> So like, but yes, I come east because I'm going to the Philly Fan Expo on Saturday. And you're bringing back Silent Bob. How is Silent Bob doing? Uh, Evans, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's doing great. Oh, he never left me, Steve. Uh -huh. He just he's a part of me for of, of all times. Um, but he's 
I'm not. I mean, me and Jay go to the cons uh, sometimes to take pictures, like as ourselves. But now we're bringing the costumes. Everyone's always asking, like, won't you put on the, the coat? And I'm like, well, it's not just the coat; it's the hair; it's everything. Uh-huh. So we're bringing the costumes and, and uh, slinging them on, man. And uh, it's it's always a good time when you get to hang out with the fans and take pics and stuff like that. Philly. I got a lot of love for Philly. We shot Jersey Girl, ironically enough, largely in Philly. So going home uh, to Philly uh, to to do a show is kind of sweet. But I was uh, just in Jersey last week, uh, went home for a wedding, uh-huh. and saw my mom and my brother and my sister, and we did a couple shows in my little podcast theater called Smog Castle, which is right next to the Quick Stop. So uh, it's been a big East Coast month for me, man. I spent more time back here this month than I have in a long time. Wow, did you ever think when you were working in the video store that it would come to this? Never. Oh, my Lord, in a million years, no. <laughs> this was how good. I thought life was as good as it got when I got the video store job. I was like, I work in the movie business. Right. <laughs> this is all I'll ever get. Uh-huh. So I was delighted by that alone, uh, but I never saw any of this coming. Like, uh, and, and I'm shocked that it happened, but I'm shocked it's still going. And I'm sure a lot of like the critics are shocked, too. They're like, he's still making it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe it either. Almost 30 years at this yeah. of ever since, like, you know, I took the best job I ever took working at a convenience store, a job that I hated. I was like, oh, this is a dead end job. And it literally opened up the world for me. And it, that movie makes you everybody's friend because everybody had a crappy job at one point mm-hmm. or another. So, they're, you, you know, you're speaking to the widest possible audience. Generally, Steven Spielberg makes movies where he speaks to the mainstream. I don't generally speak to the mainstream, but Clerks, while not a mainstream movie, spoke to the mainstream because we've all, I don't care if you're a billionaire or, or you know, you were born poor, we've all had crappy jobs. And that movie resonated on that level and gave me this real, like, nice carte blanche for the rest of my life where people feel like they know you. are like, hey, you're that guy. You're the clerk's guy. Absolutely. I'm at my grave. The clerk's here lies the clerk's guy. He's finally silent. The so, Jersey clerk's guy, because you are a true Jersey guy. You make your best movies in Jersey. Uh, tell me your best Jersey story about making a movie here. Uh, let me tell you, we, uh, the first movie I ever made, of course, it was Clerks, which was made 100% in the great state of New Jersey. Then I never got to make a movie 100% in Jersey again until just recently when we made Clerks 3, uh, which we shot this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clerks 2 was shot largely in California. Uh, Mall Rats was shot in Minnesota, and we called it Jersey. Uh, we shot little pieces of the movies uh, in Jersey throughout the years. And like I said, Jersey Girl, we shot largely in Philly. But when we went back to shoot Clerks 3 this summer, that was the first time since the first time that I got to make a movie completely in the great garden state. We got help from the great garden state as well. Uh, they gave us a rebate, a tax incentive, which made it uh, much easier to shoot there. Uh, we had a very low budget production. But You're good with low budgets. Oh, that's all. I, that's all they should give me, Steve. If they give me more money, I, I hurt myself. <laughs> exactly. But, they, but the but the when we went back to Quick Stop uh, this time, we got to rent the place. Generally, every time we ever shot there, the place was still open. So you would do a take, and then you would say cut, and then you open the door, and people go shop, and then you wait till they're done. And then you take. <laughs> so this time around, the toppers, the folks that own the place, and have you owned it for years, um, they let us buy them out for like two weeks, and so. My favorite memory of New Jersey, of shooting a movie in New Jersey, is all summer long on Clerks 3, 
I got to go to Quick Stop every day. I literally got to go to work at Quick Stop, but do the work I wanted to do at Quick Stop. Instead of like selling cigarettes, I got to make a movie about a guy who sells cigarettes. It was like having my very own large scale Castle Gray skull. Yeah. Like Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson playing Dante and Randall were the action figures. Jason Muse, another action figure. Right. So I loved spending my summer in Jersey. We started the shoot on my 51st birthday. So it was a great way to start my 50 for my second uh, second half century, if you will. But that was absolute bliss, man. Made me so sad that I didn't make all the movies in Jersey. See, now you know. This is the 25th anniversary of Chasing Amy, which launched a lot of careers and relaunched yours. How do you feel about that? Can you believe it's been that long? Yeah, it's crazy. We're, we've now hit that stretch of the career where every few minutes – we're celebrating some milestones. So like we hit Clerks 25 years first, and that was like nutty. Then Mallrats 25 years, then Amy. Then it goes quiet for like two years. In two years, I guess it would be what? Uh, two, what are we right now? 22? Dogma? 20, yeah, Dogma is going to have its 25th anniversary at that point in 2024. So there's a it, we've we've now reached that longevity point where like you know we've been doing it long enough where you start hitting these decade milestones and mind you these were movies about incorrigible uh, kids you know who uh, were bucking the system now we're all old men middle aged you know nobody incorrigible mm-hmm. everybody fully corrigible <laughs> but you can't do that you got to stay incorrigible that's what makes you Kevin Smith. Well, good Lord. I tell my kid every day, my kid's 20, uh, it's going to be 23 in June. But I've been telling wow. her since she was little. I was like, you better learn to curse very well because you can make a good living off of it, just like your old man. There you uh, go. I tell you, man, the, the idea of getting in entertainment at all was about staying young for me. I loved playing when we were kids. I loved making pretend when we were in high school doing the theater stuff. I, I knew that that kind of stuff ended, you know, like, you know, but people put it aside and entered the real world, became adults. And I just, I didn't want to do that right away. I was like, let me see if I could, I'd rather risk my future, seeing if I could make a movie, seeing if that could work before I settle into the idea of like, do a job like your father did a job. And I got very, very lucky with that first gamble on myself. And Ever since then, I've just been trying to make pretend for a living because I don't want to grow up, man. Like, I'm frozen eternally at age 22 when I made Clerks because, you know, I got success at a young age and made me go like, wow, this is the way it's supposed to be. And then the longer you do this job, you know, you realize how blessed you are to be one of the few people who get to make pretend for a living. And that's why I'm always encouraging other people to do the same thing. Like, before you leave this life... Take a shot at that thing that you've always whimsied about, that thing you've always felt like, you know, I think I could have done that. Like, why not give it a shot before you leave this world? You don't want to be facing your grave one day and going like, I wish I had done X, Y, or Z. As long as it doesn't hurt somebody, chase that dream right up until the end, kids. Because what are we doing here if not that? You know, there's the practicality of the day-to-day. We have to own up to our responsibilities, pay our bills and whatnot. But every day is a miracle, and every day is another chance to express yourself, to make pretend to be young at heart. And we're young at heart when we make pretend. You know, they expect you to grow up at a certain point, but don't mean you have to leave all the fun of youth behind. 
That's, you know, that's I, what I've been pursuing. That's the best advice Kevin Smith could possibly give anybody. And you know what? It's what got you through your life, and uh, it's what's going to bring you Saturday night. Uh, the revival, Jay and Silent Bob, again. The reboot of the reboot over at the Philadelphia Fan Expo this weekend at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. All right, Kevin, what's next for you? Uh, next up, I think um, we, we've got Clerks 3 comes out in the fall. Um, so, uh, we'll be, uh, I guess a trailer will probably drop in the next two months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then, um, uh, and then there's some other things some TV stuff that I'm working on that we can't really talk about yet, but th- that's, that's been kind of occupying my time. But Clerks three is the big thing on the horizon. Everybody came back. Everybody's older. It's based on my heart attack. So in mm-hmm. this in this movie, like, uh, Randall has a heart attack and, and he almost dies. And then he decides that like, you know, life's too short, man. I'm going to do what I always wanted to do. I'm going to make a movie. And so they wind up making a version of clerks essentially. So I, it's, I can't wait to bring that one into the world. That's what's up next yeah. for me uh, beyond Saturday, Saturday, I'm taking pictures with Jay and the cast of clerks at the Philly fan expo. And at night, me and Jay are doing the Jay and Silent Bob show. But in the fall, clerks three is coming kids. Most people have the vision after the heart attack. You've lived the life before the heart attack, and thank God you're doing so well. After the heart attack, I see you're hiking, still in terrific shape. Please, if you're ever in Jersey, please come down and hang out in the studio. I'd love to spend time with you. You're a great guy. In a heartbeat. It's in my blood, man. I've been listening since I was a kid. Are you kidding me? Like you got to remember, I grew up in convenience stores, and before I brought in a TV to Quick Stop, it was all radio. So, you know. There you go. You guys are close and near and dear to my heart. Kevin, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, see you this weekend. Pleasure. See you this weekend. Bye, see you. Bye everybody. You got it. It's Kevin Smith going to be at the Philadelphia Fan Expo this weekend at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Here's New Jersey 101. Oh, by the way, if you uh, want to get tickets, uh, I will give you the address coming up in... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I'll give you the address coming right up. It's fast traffic. It was a B-side of one of their hit records, and uh, it never did anything for the Dovells, but Bernie Lowe, who was the, the president of Cameo, knew that, you know, uh, I was very, very familiar with Wildwood because my grandmother, God rest her soul, she had a she had a boarding house in Wildwood, New Jersey, and I've I, I been going down to Wildwood since I was, you know, an infant, you know, a month old. My mom took me down there. I spent all my summers in Wildwood, New Jersey. Uh-huh. So they figured, well, you know, let's you know, let's go into the studio with a different arrangement, and we'll let you know, let's put Bobby's voice, you know, on on this particular tune. And it was a great record. It was really a great record. And then, like you just said, it be, you know it became the national anthem of Wildwood. I mean, you can't walk on the boardwalk, you know, every five minutes they're playing it. You go, it's enough already, you know. Ah, never enough. Bobby Rydell, 79 years old. Rest in peace. Look at this. Bobby Rydell, Kevin Smith, all in the same half hour. Wow. What could we possibly <laughs> top that with? Chad Robeson <laughs> and, and his band of renown. <laughs> now the latest news. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelisse. New Jersey weather brought to you by Casino Pier. Easter weekend's just around the corner, and that means it's almost time for the Casino Pier at Breakwater Beach annual Easter sale. Prices will never be lower for rides, go-karts, games, and water park passes that never expire. Check out the details at CasinoPierNJ.com.
All right. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Look at that. Bobby Rydell, 79 years old. He passes away today. And he had a book out in 2016, and that's when I got to speak to him. And uh, there was a party at an Italian restaurant in South Philly, and what a blast. What a great guy. Um, diehard Bobby Darren fan. You know, when you interview people, you try to find something, some kind of commonality in there. I'm a diehard Bobby Darren fan. So when he brought up Bobby Darren, you know, we start talking. And then he's like, I'm impressed with what he knows. He's impressed with what I know. And then he spins. And then suddenly all this other stuff comes out. And he's talking about Sinatra. And then uh, Wildwood Days, of course, which is the, uh, I guess, the, the national anthem of Wildwood. You know, you don't know why you know the song, but you know the song because it's been going on since Bobby sang it in like the early 60s. Um, but we lose him today at 79 from complications from pneumonia. There'll be a post tomorrow at nj1015.com. As there will uh, by Kevin Smith, who was fantastic. Uh, he's a guy I'd love to see. You know, you tell people I'd love to have you come in. Kevin Smith is a guy I would love to come in and just hang with for four hours. Because the more, you know, the more you know about him, the more you like him, the more you realize, like, how much I got in common with him. As a, as a Catholic school graduate, I love to talk about dogma for hours and hours. I was going to ask him about Chris Rock, but it, there was no time. He just kept going. And uh, sometimes that's great when you can just listen. And the message that he says, you know, whatever you're going to do, do it now. Don't wait. You know, Kevin had a heart attack, lost all kind, lost over 50 pounds, got himself in shape. But he didn't have that vision about live your life after the heart attack. He's had that vision all his life. And how many people do you know that can go from like working in a mall, you know, working in, I mean, in a you know in a video store, and uh, end up making the movie, and then more movies. And, you know, the plot lines that he comes up with, with Chasing Amy, and like he was saying, all the milestones. Uh, you know, Jordan, you're telling me, like, you know, you want to know about the movies of my generation. Those, that's one of them, you know, and he's one of them. And he's, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of them. And uh, when you just, when you hear, you get, hear him talk and hear what he's talking about and the message that he's saying. It's a message well worth hearing. It's going to be on nj1015.com. Are you a Kevin Smith fan? You know, I don't know much about him, but after hearing that conversation, he seemed like such a great guy, and that advice was incredible. I definitely yeah. have to check out what he's done. But he's right in that, you know, he goes after the not so much the lowest common denominator, but it is. Everyone has had that job. Everyone has had that miserable part-time job that they just wish they weren't going to be at. He hated the store. He hated the video store. And what does he do? He finds a way out of the video store through the video store. And, you know, he's a great comedian in that he's able to think outside the box and just talk about the things that no one else would talk about but find a way to do it. And, uh, you know, Mallrats was great, Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, check out his movies. His movies are ageless. A hundred years from now, there'll be 20-year-old kids watching those movies, living the same life. It's what, just about life quality. What is your, like, favorite movie by him? Because we did have a caller before he came on, uh, Nick from Philadelphia, who was very excited he was coming on and said that he was not very well known for it and doesn't get, well, not... I shouldn't say not well known, doesn't get enough credit for it. His horror movies. 
Oh, he started making those later. Yeah. I didn't even get a chance to get to the horror movies. I was on the Jersey part. He he had a, like, he, he, as he grew, he got into the horror movies. I like Dogma. I loved uh, Jersey Girl. You know, he, he had some great George Carlin he's worked with, Chris Rock, Ben Affleck, uh, Chasing Amy. He made a lot of connections and launched a lot of careers there. So, you know, he's one of those guys that everybody just gravitates towards. It's kind of like he's a Jersey guy in the movie business. And he never let the Jersey leave him. There were guys that they they leave Jersey and Jersey leaves them and they just go on. And then there were guys who keep that inner Jersey guy, uh, that inner loyalty, that inner trust, that inner bond that just stays in their soul no matter what they're doing. Kevin Smith's one of those guys. And uh, what I want to talk to you about, though, I, because we were talking about this all, you know, during the day as we planned the show. My friend uh, Wayne Cabot, uh, his daughter used to produce the show, Amanda. And uh, he, he goes on Facebook the other day, and he puts up a picture of a concert ticket that he found uh, when he was taking records to the Princeton Record Exchange. And my other friend John Weber comments, you know, why don't we, uh, why did they do that? Like, why did they get rid of the concert ticket and put everything on your phone? And I saw that, right? Here, the, the, the concert was Bob Dylan, Rain or Shine, No Cans or Bottles of Alcohol from June, July 17th, 1989. Waterloo Snickers presents Bob Dylan. And here's the ticket stub. And now, because your tickets are on your phone, you can't get the concert ticket. You no longer have that souvenir. Well, some concerts or some artists will put out a ticket that you pay a couple additional dollars for but i want to do that most people don't want to do that you're correct um i personally that's just, that's just a it. money grab i know but i've done it because i'm someone who collects my concert tickets but that's not a ticket that's a souvenir i mean the actual ticket because the actual ticket's on your phone it's kind of like it's kind of like you get the marriage license you're married you can go through this, this ceremony doesn't mean anything without the license the phone is your concert ticket the printout ticket, the souvenir, is just a money grab for the artist. But I think that, like, I, I would r much rather have the ticket. I think that uh, they, should, they should never have done that because it's a, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass to get the ticket on your phone, go there, show it. I'd rather have the tickets in my pocket. You get out there, you whip the ticket out, they rip it in half, you get half, they get half, you've got the souvenir, stick it in your scrapbook, whatever. I mean, that, that's what I want. But we're going to talk about this coming up. All right, I got to take a break. 1-800-283-101.5. Tell me how you feel. Would you rather have the concert ticket or the game ticket, or would you rather have the phone? And if you'd rather have the phone, you're crazy. If you, As far as the concert ticket goes, give me the best ticket stub that you still have. Could be from a game, could be from a concert, could be from an event. The best ticket stub that you still have, that you save, did you press it in a book? Do you, uh, do you have it framed on your wall? Where is it? What is it? 1-800-283-101.5. Reliable. Rent. You could win up to $10,000 on New Jersey 101.5. Listen weekdays for the Jersey Cash Code words and enter them in our app every 8 
every hour, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., there are new chances to win up to $10,000. Thanks to our sponsor, the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, Bet Parks. It's go time, baby. The $10,000 Jersey Cash Codes Contest on New Jersey, 101.5. Around 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelisse. Uh, talking about phone tickets versus actual physical ticket. I prefer the actual physical ticket. I wish they'd have stayed that way. I know now they're on your phone. How do you feel? Give me the best concert ticket, stub, or game stub that you've managed to retain. Matt's in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Matt. Hey, Steve. My brother from another mother. What'd it be like, brother? I'm telling you, man, what's going on? See, here's my deal. Yes. Back in 2002, right. my dad, my, my dad and I went to the Harley convention in Atlanta. Okay. Right. Harley was celebrating their hundredth anniversary. Right. Okay. I got to meet Blues Trapper. Really? Yeah. I got pictures. Okay. Nice. And that's the best part about it is that I got to retain the pictures from that event. Right. They're big dudes. Oh, yeah. And they're from Jersey, too, right? Princeton. Oh, yeah. It's Princeton. She went all the way to Atlanta to meet a band from Princeton. You yeah. could have just driven across 195 and got that done, Matt, you know. I know. How about uh, that? The, the, the true best of it was hanging out with a bunch of guys. Right. From Princeton. And... They they are the coolest dudes and cats you can never meet. That's pretty cool. Now, did you save any ticket stubs? No. All I, right. I took pictures, but I got. But you got the to, pictures. Uh, See, that's another good question. Do, do you do you, do, you, do, you, do you take those pictures out of your phone and put them on your wall? No. No, and you know that's another thing. Jordan, come here, come here, Jordan. All right. Do you take pictures out of your cell phone and put them on your wall? Well, at a concert? Like Any from picture. a concert? When you go to when you take pictures, right? Do you take the pictures out of the phone, frame them, put them on the wall? Can I tell you what I have? Tell me. I have this little it's what is it called? Um I can't remember the a sprocket. It's called a sprocket. S P Rocket. Okay. How do you, what's a sprocket? It is this mini it's like uh, kind of like a little rectangle, right? Uh, like a charging pack would look, size of a okay. phone charging pack, and it is basically like a mini Polaroid printer. So I can take phones directly from my iPhone and print them. Really, like the size of you a Polaroid. You can print it right out of the right of the phone. You have an app on your phone, and the picture you take, you can then print, and it actually can print it as like a sticker or like a regular picture. Do you? And uh, what do you do when you print the picture? I've actually used them to create scrapbooks um, for my sister-in-law's uh, bachelorette party, right. I used it to print out all the pictures and use them as stickers to That's create a whole book for her. But do you ever, like, take a picture and then take that picture? Do you leave it in your phone or do you put it up on the wall? Do you, like, print it out, you know, download it, print it out, frame it, stick it on I the wall? I do have some I've downloaded and printed. But not a lot? No, not a lot. Um, a good example would be, like, I took some graduation photos on my phone right. and we printed those. Um... Any nice picture I've had with my mom or with like maybe my boyfriend, I've had some of those printed. Sometimes I even send them to Walgreens to get printed. 
See, I don't do that. I, I have them all on my phone, but I don't take that next step. My house is like all pictured out, but very few taken from the phone. And I was thinking that the other day as I'm looking around, and I'm like, you know, I've got a lot. I got a lot more current stuff in here, but I haven't done it. Like I usually don't do it. So I started doing that when I was in like eighth grade. Right. Um, it was such a. There was a thing called Tumblr, right. and it was such a phase, and everyone would print out pictures from Tumblr on the internet and tape them all over their walls. And on top of that, you probably have pictures with your friends you printed out from online, and you would decorate your whole wall like a collage. Okay, so I've done that. So that's when I started getting into printing them out, and I guess in college, I kept printing them because I like to have them on my wall. But printing them on like a nice paper, not like just printing them on regular paper, like printing them out nice. You know, I would like go buy some nice paper, yeah. And you would do that, yeah. All right, I may be a rare exception though. No, I don't know. Let's find out. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Give me the best ticket stub that you still have from a concert game or event, and do you print the pictures that you take on your cell phone, or do you just leave them in the phone? All Jersey. There they were. Tuesday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevelisse. You and me till 11 o'clock tonight. Talking all things Jersey, it's what we do. Kevin Smith was on last hour. Uh, Bobby Rydell passed away today at the age of 79. Uh, so we played an old Bobby Rydell interview that'll be on NJ1015.com tomorrow. Uh, but right now, we're talking about concert tickets. Uh, I miss the concert ticket. I hate the idea of having to put the ticket on my phone, show the phone when you get in, the ticket disappears when the concert's over. Wouldn't you rather have... The, the ticket stub, given the choice, and I got a Twitter poll up, I threw it up there, uh, go to Real St Steve Trev, you can follow me, we've also got it out on uh, nj1015.com, I only got 36 votes, I only put it up like five minutes ago, 77.8 say paper, what's the point, I mean they took something away from you when they put the ticket on your phone. I mean, I understand the tickets are so expensive now, they got to find a better way to secure them. So I guess the phone would be it. However, the paper ticket gave you an extra souvenir. And I'm asking you, how do you feel about that? Would you rather have the paper? Would you rather have the phone? What is the best concert stub or game ticket or event ticket? that you still have, the one that you saved, the one that you pressed in your book. Bucky's in Upper Township on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Bucky. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, buddy. Well, I'm going to second your emotion about the ticket stub because I'm holding. Right. I'm going to give you a little trivia. Good. 1983, Bronx, New York, Yankee Stadium. The Yankees played the Kansas City Royals. Right. That was the game tar game. The pine tar game. Yeah, the pine tar game. Was the George hot. Brett, right, and George Brett. That's right. George Brett threw a hot pitch down the center of the plate, and George Brett knocked it a mile out of Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. And Billy Martin called timeout, come out of the dugout, Talked to the official, the umpire. The umpire looked at the bat, walked over to the dugout, and called George Brett out. How about that? See that? That's great. 
That is and great. I've got, and I've got the paper stuff that I held on to since 1983. You see that? That's why we need the paper stuff. Absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah, you're going to whip out your phone when that stuff happens. Bucky, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. See, that's what I mean. You want the ticket stub. You want that souvenir. Anyone rather have the ticket stub? What is the coolest ticket stub you've gotten? And let me ask you this. Have you ever gotten your ticket stub signed? You know, have you ever managed? I almost got my ticket stub signed. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, so this Friday, down in Charlotte, North Carolina, a Jersey band that was formed during the pandemic called the Voxies is going to be opening for Bon Jovi. And uh, we've got uh, Ken, Audrey, and Alex on the line. How you doing, kids? Hi. Hey, how are you? Hey, Steve. Hey, man. How you doing, man? What a story you guys have. My God, this is amazing. You rehearsing tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we literally just wrapped up our rehearsal, so uh, we're getting ready to, you know, figure out our next move. <laughs> hey man, a couple of years ago, you're sitting in a pandemic, unemployed. What the hell am I going to do now, two years later, getting ready to open for Bon Jovi Friday night? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Just unexpected, but uh, lots of hard work. And, hey, you know what? As they say, you keep working hard, it'll pay off. Absolutely. Now, I right, can. I guess you're the spokesman for the band, since you're the one that kept reaching out to me. And the the blog's going to go up. The blog's already up. It's going up tonight. Tell me the story of the band. How did this all happen? Okay. Well, um, actually, could I let Audrey talk? Sure. Let her tell the story. I'd rather hear from Audrey, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. No, 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 my friend. It's ladies first. Oh, okay. Hi, Audrey. Wonderful spokesman. Hi. How are you? <laughs> all right. Tell me your story. Well, I mean, it's much like you said, we, we were all at home during the pandemic and we're all professional musicians, but we didn't have very much to do. Right. And Ken wanted to start a band. He has always wanted to do an original project and um, had a couple songs in mind and he invited me down and I introduced a few songs of my own. Uh-huh. And so the band kind of went through a few changes, you know, people um, going off to work, doing other things, but... The more we uh, jammed together and rehearsed together, we realized that we had a very, very special sound, and we decided to really go ahead and start this band with a leap of faith that we were going to come out ahead of this pandemic, and, and we'd have something wonderful to come out of something that was very tragic. So um, the Voxies was born, and um, we've done a handful of gigs. It was actually... Um, Alex, our, our other partner here, mm -hmm. and Ken, we all kind of got together and decided to um, submit to this um, chance to open for Bon Jovi. And, I mean, that was another leap of faith. We didn't know if we'd get very far, but, we, hey, we figured, what the hell, they're a Jersey band, we're a Jersey band. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And lo and behold, we um, Ken got the email that we were chosen, and... Um, we need to get our butts down to show. <laughs> That's where we are right now. <laughs> what, what an incredible sound you guys have. It's kind of like a rock reggae sound. Would you describe it like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's strong rock roots. Uh -huh. um, it, even within the rock songs we're playing, you could feel the reggae vibe uh -huh. to them. Um, then we add some, some funky bass and got some horns going too. So it's a really, 
it's kind of a special sound, you know, that we feel is so original and, and fresh and, um, and kind of needed, you know, yeah. in the rock world. And so, you know, we can, uh, and that's all the hard work. And it's a year plus we were in the rehearsal room figuring it out and, you know, working out our songs and, and a couple of members, you know, as Audrey mentioned, but here we are, you know, and uh, kind of took us here. And you know what? During that time, you guys all turned into each other with nothing else to do but create great music, and it paid off for you. How did the name Voxies come up? <laughs> we were kind of kicking around a bunch of names that we all hated. And, there you go. <laughs> and that just kind of, I don't know. I don't even know who brought it up. You time. hated that less? <laughs> you, girl. Was it me? Oh, yeah. It was really <laughs> okay. No, but we, we just kind of... Um, kicked around and that was the one that just kind of stuck around you know rose to the top okay you think writing a song is hard try coming up with a band name that we (laughs) (laughs) and you guys played the cutting room right you guys played in new york uh you know you got your act together wasn't it only a few dates and next thing you know you're opening for bon jovi what was it like getting that notice what was it like you know getting that response and have you have you had any contact with the band well, my friend Alex here, who doesn't curse, right. I got a text from him. Oh, he can go on the radio. <laughs> I won't say what he said in the text, right? but it was very a lot of expletives in this text. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome news, man, you know, because, you know, it's what you work for, and it happened so fast um, that we were, we were still beside ourselves talking to you, you know, at this point. Hey. You know, one of the things that's funny, one of the things that's funny, Steve, is that uh-huh. when, when we decided when when Bon Jovi actually promoted our name and, and put it out there, right? we started to, we started to promote because we knew at that point we could promote. So we did it, but unfortunately we did it on April 1st. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, you're not April fools. I get it. Are you kidding me? That's, really? Really? That's so April fools. So <laughs> it, that was the only hiccup, but, uh, but they know it's real now. You guys could have made a fortune if you took bets on that day. (laughs) All right. So this is the start of something great. Friday, Bon Jovi, tomorrow the world. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Keep in touch. We got to get you down here when this is over. That would be awesome. Sounds great, man. I'll be in touch. I got your number and, you know, email and uh, you're on our list, my friend. You got it. Best of luck. And uh, we'll talk when you'll talk soon. Guys, thanks so much for calling. New Jersey 101.5. How about that? The Voxies opening for Bon Jovi Friday night in Charlotte, North Carolina. Here's fast traffic. Trevelys. All right. I got an open board. I can get you on if you call right now. Tomorrow night it's going to be Trevia, Music, Movies, Television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. Johnny Gemini, Lombardi will be here. Mark, Rick, and Donna. We may get a visit from Johnny Watson recuperating. Johnny Watson always recuperating. Uh... We love Johnny. you got to get him in here. Thursday night, Jersey's opening lines. We give you the opening line of a song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 when the music comes out to play. More prizes, and we may have a surprise guest in studio that we're working on, so do stick around. We're talking about right now the idea of, like, the phone ticket versus the paper ticket, and which would you rather have? You know, a friend of mine uh, got rid of some albums and found the ticket stub hanging out there. And uh, another friend commented, yeah, I miss those. And so do I. And so does Jordan. 
I do. You do, right? Now, you, you went out and paid extra money to get a ticket stub. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah, for a piece of paper, you shouldn't have to do that. They should give you that as when you buy the ticket, you should get a ticket. You know, I actually just went to see Elton John, um, and he gave out real tickets. See, that's why he's Elton John. But I don't that's know. Why if he's leaving? Well, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it has something to do with where you buy them. Did you have? No, you have to. Like some sometimes the service, like they'll download the ticket to your phone, so that this way. I know, like StubHub, you have no choice. Uh, they used to mail the tickets. Uh, I know I bought When you tickets. go to the door, they'll give you a ticket that you could walk in with. I have like five concerts I'm going to this summer. Right. And I think out of, I think all of them have virtual tickets. And the one thing I find the most annoying about that is you have to keep track of your emails. Yeah. Like the confirmation email. You can't lose that. No. Like, I mean, I guess it's not the end of the world if like... It has StubHub where you just log in the app and your tickets are there. But, for example, I am going to see Red Hot Chili Peppers in Washington, D.C. Right. And I had to buy the tickets through MLB because it's at Washington it's at Washington Nationals Park or whatever. And I had to buy So the, the team is selling the tickets? They're selling them through MLB. So that? I have to download the MLB Ballpark app. Now you got to get another app. Yeah, to get my and tickets. And you don't want the app. Exactly. You don't want the app. I mean, personally, I prefer the ticket because now I got a souvenir. And who knows? Like I said earlier, you know, you never know. You you may be able to get that ticket signed. I was at a play, a Broadway play, Lennon. Uh, it lasted a week. But it was on Broadway. And I got the front row. And Yoko was sitting six rows behind me. And I had the ticket stub. And I walked over to try to get it signed. I got intercepted by security. But it could have happened. <sighs> And, and, you know, when you have a meaningful game, I have uh, my best ticket stubs are like the giant championship games against the Minnesota Vikings where they beat them 41 to nothing. The one against the Redskins where they beat them 17-3 to go to the first Super Bowl. You want those ticket stubs. You don't want to be sitting there. Uh, uh, I wish I could show you my phone, but the ticket disappeared. Rummy's in Hamilton on New Jersey 101.5. What are you thinking, Rummy? I kind of like the uh, the electronic tickets. I think they're cool, and I think they have a lot of opportunity, too. What kind of opportunity? I think that um, everyone's, you know, switching over to these electronic tickets, and with them, they're also going to be able to put in, like, a contract that you can continue seeing the same artist and get additional meetings with them that a, a traditional ticket sub just won't give. Wait a minute. You buy the ticket, and if you buy the electronic ticket, you're going to be able... If I buy an electronic ticket to Elton John, I'm going to be able to meet Elton John because I got an electronic ticket? That makes no sense. Yes, yes. So I think with the tickets, they'll be able to say for the first 100 buyers, per se, they can distinguish that the first 100 tickets could also get an opportunity for backstage passes or something like but that. But they can or, do that with paper tickets, yeah. right? They can do that with the first 100 people that show up or the first 100 people that log on. Get lost or stolen or duplicated really easily, but you can't duplicate the QR codes the same way. Right, but you can, you know, you can email, you can work that out. You don't need the QR for that. So, I mean, uh, so, so you're saying rather than have, but Rami, hold on, rather than have the paper ticket, rather than have the souvenir forever, you would rather have the QR code with the opportunity of possibly meeting the artist, which probably isn't going to happen. I think it is happening already. How many artists have you met with the ticket? 
Gary Vee is a huge, huge, huge influencer, and he's doing that. And he's also doing it with his NFTs, and he's he's actually reselling them later on for more money. But how, what's he selling? He's selling the he's selling the phone code, the the ticket. It's an NFT, a non fungible token, essentially. Right, but what? How can you do it? So what can you do after that? So you keep it on your phone, right? Right, you can keep it on your phone, your computer, any kind of digital wallet. And how many times can you go back and reuse it? You can only use it. You buy the ticket for a game. You can only use it for that game, right? They allow them to. They could probably use the same ticket right. and let them into the first five concerts for the year. But you're going to have to pay for that. They're not going to give you five concerts for the price of one. That just sounds silly to me. 1-800-283-101.5. Pat's in Keensburg on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pat. Hey, first thing I have to ask is my, my church friend was born in Union City, and she listens to you, and she wants to know whereabouts in Union City you lived. Right across from the Blue Chapel, 518 14th Street. Oh, because she lived up by St. Michael's. I made my confirmation there. I used to play husband, football in the monastery on the, by the uh, priest's graveyard. My, my husband used to bartend years and years and years ago at a place called the Wee Two Tavern on Bergen Line <laughs> Avenue. The Wee Two Tavern. Or was it the Itchy Band? All other story. <laughs> um, I like the paper tickets. I like the paper ticket, too. It's a souvenir. I got it, um, I, I got it forever. I'd be afraid of, of even, like, uh, you losing it off my phone because I'm an older person and I'm not that savvy, so, you know. But... Um, my two favorite concerts were I like Josh Groban, uh -huh. and the other one um, is a group that's been on on um, PBS quite often, Celtic Thunder. Look at you! All right, and Celtic they, Thunder. Fact, yeah, they were at Basie uh, two weeks ago. I know we gave away tickets. I got yelled at for calling them Celtic Thunder. <laughs> Oh, they're, they're just, they put on such a good show, and I go every chance around the area, and um, like my most sentimental ticket is, um, I used to love going to the horse show, and my uh -huh. husband would, in Madison Square Garden, the National Horse Show, uh -huh. and he would buy for me, and every year he would go, and I still have that ticket from years ago and he's been uh, deceased for like over 25 years now. You don't want to keep that on your phone and show people. Pat, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Phone ticket or paper ticket, Chad? I prefer the paper ticket. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And, and the best paper ticket stub you still have? The best, uh, it's a heartbreaking one, but to Bernie Kosar's last oh, game no. in Cleveland against oh, the Denver Broncos. Say, I thought you were going to say the fumble. <laughs> no, I was not there. No, I was crying from home. Oh, okay. 10.30. Now, the latest new to buy SellYourCarNow.com. SellYourCarNow wants to buy your car. Visit SellYourCarNow.com. Enter your license plate number. Get your quote. That's it. Looking for a new car? Save on a new Jeep during their Jeep celebration event. Visit SellYourCarNow.com. Steve Trevelis. Do you prefer the phone ticket or the paper ticket? Paper ticket is more of a souvenir for me. And some people prefer the phone ticket. Apparently, some think is going to get you into multiple concerts and events. John's in Browns Mills on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, buddy. How you doing tonight? Good, bud. How are you? Good. On my way home from work. Ah, uh, where you work? Ah, uh, BPE in my Holly. Okay. Bring some gas home for the ride. Yes, sir. I need some. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, I, I prefer tickets. Uh, the paper. 
Yeah, I mean, I just you're just missing out on something. It's a souvenir, man. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you get to have that forever. It's like a picture. Do you save them or do you throw them out? Oh, I save them. I got like a like a book already. Yeah, best one in there. What is it? Um, I was fast. I used to win them off the nine three three. MMR before they changed, or 94 YSP, my bad. Right. So what yeah, do you, Before they changed to the sports station, and I used to win them all the time. And oh, yeah? I probably gave them to you. <laughs> well, well, hey, I still take them. Danny Bon. well, I'm sorry, they don't say this on 1.5, but um, Danny Bonaducci, you know, like a lot of rock stars I met through there. For well, Danny, so, oh, Danny yeah. was there like in, in 05. I even right? got my shirt, I even got my shirt, yeah, way back then. I even got my yeah. shirt autographed from him, my white t-shirt just going up just to get my tickets. Yeah, I mean, but that but it's cool. Stubs are better. Yeah, it's magical. It's, you know, it's magical. It and And again, it's something you're going to have forever. You're going to find them, you're going to see them. you got this them. big piece of paper that says, uh, you got an imprint or whatever or on your phone. And what about if you lose your phone? No. See, this technology stuff, no. Nah. Paper's better. I'm with you, John. Thanks for the call. New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Some of we got on Facebook. Uh, I've got all my tickets from the Insane Clown Posse concerts I've been to. Says Mike, Joe. Still got my stubs from the Phillies' 10,000th loss in 2007 and the one from the World Series win in 2008. You put those two side by side in a frame, you got something. Nirvana at the Armory in Philadelphia, November 1993. This is David Murphy. Julio, Rolling Stones, Capitol Theater. Give me this. GoldenEye World premiere at Radio City Music Hall, November 13th, 1995, says uh, Jason Allentoff. Give me, give me, like, did you ever uh, have your tickets signed? Did you ever get to go backstage? Right? Did you ever, ever have a backstage pass? How about those? Who's got a backstage pass? 1-800-283-101.5. I've got, I've got like, luckily, because when you work in this business, you get that stuff. Like a lot of lanyards, you know, with the, uh, you wear it around your neck and it's, it gets you into all different places. I've got those. The backstage passes, they kind of stick on your shirt. If you've ever gone backstage, anyone ever go backstage, give me a call. It's, it depends on who it is. My biggest, uh, the, the the best backstage I've been lucky enough to be at was like um, Genesis. The Police were really cool. Um, my wife was battling cancer, and uh, she had lost all her hair from chemo and radiation. And then we went backstage to see the police, and she's wearing this long red wig and a hat over the wig. And uh, the police come out. The way backstage works is you you line up and in your party, you know, and whatever's in your party, there's a photographer, your line is to the left, the band comes out, they stand against the wall, and then they let you as an usher who will take your party, you walk over to the band, you shake hands, you turn, there's the camera, you smile, and you move on, and they get you the picture. Uh, When it comes our turn, you know, Sting sees my wife, and he, you know, he says, uh, "Does the hair come with the hat?" And they got nice hair, and he's kind of. She's like, "Oh no, it's not really mine. I'm fine. I got breast cancer. I have I lost." Her. And Sting is kind of like taking it back, and he says, "Do we you know?" After they take the picture, he, you know, he pulls her in. He goes, "Good luck," and you know, she walks away. But uh, Genesis was a different one because I was supposed to. Get, I never got the picture from Genesis, but. Um, they had a big party upstairs and uh, in the super box at the vet. 
And I was, uh, they they were backstage, of course, downstairs in the bowels, right? So upstairs, I'm with the record guy, and the record guy's, you want a beer? And I'm like, yeah, he goes, what do you want? I said, you know, give me a light. I wanted like a Miller. And I get an elbow to the ribs as I realized it was a Bud Light party. So I got a Bud Light. Uh, but that was pretty cool. Van Halen was pretty cool, you know, being backstage. The biggest regret that I've got was I interviewed Tony Randall in 1995. Uh, and Tony Randall and Jack Klugman uh, were doing The Odd Couple. And Klugman was doing it to repay Randall because when Jack Klugman, uh, he lost a vocal cord. And, you know, Klugman had an incredible voice. But after the operation, oh, I can only talk like this. And to Tony Randall had an actor's um, group, an actor's troupe that he, uh, that he supported. So Jack Klugman, to pay Tony Randall back, said, you know, we're going to we'll go on the road. We'll tour The Odd Couple. We'll take all the money and give it to, you know, his actors group. And that's what they did. So my roommate at the time, Ira, uh, and I were huge Odd Couple fans. And this is before I got married. Ira and I, Ira's living in the house. We go to, uh, we go to Philadelphia to see the show. And after the show, uh, Tony Randall, when I did the interview, said, you know, come backstage and say hello. And I'm in my mind thinking, you know, like I've been like backstage in Iron Maiden when it's like 1.30 in the morning and the band doesn't come out yet. And I got to be on the radio 6 o'clock in the morning. I was doing Howard Stern updates at the time. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm not hanging out for this. I'm exhausted. Let's just go home. And then halfway up 295, I'm like, son of a bitch. You know what? These guys are 75 years old. They probably want to go to bed. They probably would have done backstage in like 10 minutes and gotten the hell out of there. And I missed the biggest opportunity of my life to get the picture with Oscar Madison and Felix Unger. And the only thing I could think of as I'm riding home... Aristophanes. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Not New York. Not by Maple Leaf Farms in Manalapan. One of the largest garden centers in New Jersey, they sell wholesale to the public, and they grow what they sell. With the largest selection of tropicals, hanging plants, annual flats, roses, and so much more, visit MapleLeafFarmNJ.com. Their prices are insane. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Do you prefer the paper or do you prefer the phone? And I'm talking about tickets personally. I prefer the paper. I got a Twitter poll up at a 97 vote. 73.2% prefer the paper. Uh... Why would you even want the phone? What are you going to do? Like, uh, like uh, my friend Keith just emails me and he says, so are collectors supposed to just text you the memorabilia you want to bid on in the future? I have, in 2018, I saw Dead & Co. Okay. The Grateful Dead. Um, and it was my birthday. Right. The concert was on my birthday. Right. And it was electronic They bring tickets. a cake out. No, I, oh. at the end of the show, I got to walk, like, literally at midnight, it was at City Field, so at midnight, you get to walk across the little, like, bridge, go over, the, whatever, so, right. it was a special night for me, I just turned, yeah. I think I just turned, I think it was my, my 18th birthday or 19th birthday, and it was a big deal, it wasn't a real ticket, it was a printout, so, what I have saved is literally a piece of paper folded and do a little square, and I have that as what I saved. Well, you should have the actual ticket stub. That's what I'm saying. Like, you look at that, and you're like, mm. that's really not that exciting. Lacking. Versus, like I said, I have my Elton John ticket, which is way a cooler. A real-life ticket. Well, here's a really cool ticket. 
my aunt, my aunt Lori, right. she has her Woodstock ticket still. Free. Yeah, there you go. How would you not want the, the Bangladesh ticket is a great ticket. The Woodstock Live Aid is a great ticket. How would you not want to have those exactly. instead of have that on your phone? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's the whole thing. Game tickets. Like, imagine having a Super Bowl ticket, or do you want to have... You can't show your phone around. And what happens when your phone breaks? Oh, what happens when you get a new phone? You can download everything. These are souvenirs. And you know what? They're collectibles. They're worth money. Think of, like, think of like if someone had a ticket, what the ticket would be to, like, uh, Lou Gehrig's celebration day. You know, today I'm the luckiest man in the world. Imagine having that ticket stub or the ticket stub from like Babe, when Babe Ruth played or going back to like, uh, God, Will Chamberlain, you know, any of the greats and you've got a ticket that you were there or like a milestone Michael Jordan game. You, you want to have that memory. And again, concerts, we can go off, you know, we go on forever. That's what this is all about. And to do it, uh, to do it with the phone, you lose it. Same thing like we were talking before with the music. I don't know like what they could have done, but I do know that the same thing happened in the newspaper business. Like newspapers are defunct now, and more and more people are losing their jobs. Writers are losing their jobs because it's they're digital. taking buyouts. Well, well, once they put all the inf- see the newspapers didn't have to do that. Once they started putting all the information out there for free, did they think anyone was going to buy it? Well, not all of them are free. Very, very few of them aren't. You know, you're going to have to go get, like, if you want to, like, if you're looking at anything you want, it's all online. What is it? I think it's, is it the New York Times? There's one that always has really good articles, and you get past you the to, first but they're paragraph. Smart. But they're smart. Wall Street Journal does that. Yeah, you get past but the mo- first paragraph. It's subscribe here. But at least they're, doing, they're smart enough to do that. Yeah. The New York Post will just keep interrupting you. Uh, but once paper started doing that, it marked the end of the newspapers. Now, you know, if you pay $2.50 for like an eight-page copy of the Daily News. Do you get the newspaper at home? No. I See, go I still do. What do you get? Uh, either the lo- I think the local newspaper and the Star-Ledger on Sunday. Okay. Now, do you actually sit there and spread it out and read it? My mom does. I just personally, I read the comics. Okay. Well, everybody, every kid reads the comics. I, yeah. I used to grab the sports. But now, like again, there, there's another lost art that has disappeared. I mean, I still look at it for events as well. Right. You would grab the paper, you know, and you used to deliver the papers when you are a kid, but you would grab the paper and you grab my, I would take the sports section, who would take the comics, my, who would take the classifieds when I want, you know, I, I would grab the classifieds to look at what the cars were going for. And that was part of Sunday, which is another thing that is no longer around. Now you just get your phone or find what you want. My kids have no idea what a paper is, nor do they care. And like for me, you know, it's lost. But let's talk about this tomorrow because it's time to... All Jersey. This has been the Steve Travely Show On Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.